You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ratchet Rambling, brought to you by Flawless Noises Media Network. I am one-third of your host today. I'm Candice, not so new at PC on all social media. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Adrian. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. And we have a special guest host coming to join us. You hear her voice on Love Drought. She is my co-host on The Wind Down. Everybody, Tia is here. Hey, Tia. Hey, y'all. I'm happy to be back on Ratchet Rambling. Yes, so it is Christmas Eve, and we had talked about maybe taking a break, but so much has been happening across these shows that I didn't want us to have to give y'all a four-hour episode next week because we're trying to cover every piece of ground from this week and next week. And I think maybe next week might be when we take a break because I don't think we're getting any of the shows Um because it's Christmas. So I don't think there will be an episode of Salt Lake City. I don't think there will be an episode of Married to Medicine. Um, I don't think there will be any Potomac. Like, I think it's at the mid-season break. We might get Love and Marriage Huntsville and Bell Collective, but I'm not sure. So it's almost like we'll see. Um, so let's just go ahead and jump into it. I mean, Salt Lake City, I just, I, okay, I can, and I, I can understand why everybody's pointing the finger at Meredith for like these burner accounts that sending um, dirt and confidential information on the cast members because, um, you know, it just, it doesn't make sense. It, like she got into it with Lisa then here come a burner account you know posting Lisa's business and now we got this burner account on Angie K and same thing magically it only happens with people that Meredith has fallen out with yeah that is kind of strange and it is making her definitely look guilty but then it's like when I looked at the episode I'm like how did they end up getting an international trip before Potomac like they in Bermuda like, what's the budget with Potomac? That's so crazy. Well, okay. In all fairness, um, in all fairness, these women are significantly more wealthy than the girls. <laughs> Not they broke in Potomac. <laughs> who, who, um, let's be honest, ladies, who, who's the richest one on Potomac? Karen? Oh, uh, I think so. I feel like, like it's... Them. Karen and it is Karen by a long stretch too. Like Karen by herself is a millionaire due to her family's business. But then if you include Ray's money, you know, Karen is lapping these ladies. Then I would say there's Wendy. Um, I don't include Ashley because obviously that prenup and postnup was so goddamn lousy and useless that we should just consider Ashley broke. (laughs) So I mean, Sending the girls on trips to to places they honestly can't even afford for real. I mean, you know, mm. but, but, but back to Salt Lake City. If if this is me, right, and I find out, or if I'm in this friend group, 
I absolutely would have the same questions about Meredith. One, why are these burner accounts always coming to you as the first point of contact in these situations? Two, why aren't you just ignoring this shit, right? Why aren't you just ignoring it? Why not just store it in your mental Rolodex and, and delete it and go? These, these burner accounts contact you, send you salacious information about the women in your friend group. And ironically, it's always a woman in the, in the circle that you're mad at. And then instead of you just deleting the DM, acting like you never seen it, because when a DM is in your spam inbox on Instagram, the person don't know if you read it or not. So you could easily read these DMs, delete them and go. Instead, you read them, you interact with the burner accounts, you take the information, you involve other people. And then it gets to the person who it's about. And then you act all surprised that they're pointing the finger at you. I mean, ladies, am I the fool? Like, Adrian, I know you don't really play in the snow, but wouldn't that seem suspicious to you? The same person is always getting hit up by burner accounts with messy information on people you don't like. I'm of two minds. And I guess I would need to see the context in it to be able to fully, because people are weird with these uh fandoms of these uh housewives so it is completely possible that somebody would just because you don't so are these brush-ups with these people are these happening during the season or is it off season where somebody would know about it it i can't tell it just you know everybody john just joined us hey john um so we we are talking about the our favorite Mormons over there in um in Utah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to tell. They never actually show us the DMs or give us the timestamps. It's just it's told to us that Meredith is constantly, well, not constantly, Mer- Meredith gets into it with somebody, and then magically a burner account is DMing her. It's with, Brooks is behind the burner accounts. I believe it to be true. With um, with salacious business and financial information about the people that she's into it with. Like last season, she was into it with her supposed best friend Lisa of many many years, mm-hmm. and she gets a, a a DM from a burner account about some legal stuff going on with one of Lisa and her husband's businesses. This season, there's another woman, Angie, and she and Angie just do not have the best relationship and have been into it before. And then she gets, again, um, some DMs from a burner account with information about Angie's tax debt and, you know, bankruptcies and lawsuits and all this kind of financial stuff going on. And the group is like, Meredith, why are you the one that these... The, these accounts always go to first. Why aren't, they hitting up, why aren't they hitting up Heather? Why aren't they hitting up Whitney? They come directly to you and you say it's not you, but you do always end up spreading whatever is <laughs> in these DMs to the group. You're the, per- the first point of contact and you're also how the information gets out. So I could see why they think Meredith is behind it Oh, she is. Yeah, Chris, uh, I think she is too. I'm telling you, it's it's definitely an inside job. It's probably 
the son and the daughter so that Meredith can get them to do her bidding. And technically it's not me, but you know who's doing it. So I don't put nothing behind. I don't put nothing past nothing. So yeah. Well, well, especially when Meredith says she hired a private investigator to figure out who was sending death threats to her and Brooks when the whole Jen Shaw stuff was going on. And my thing is, why wouldn't you get that investigator, that cybersecurity exactly. to figure out why somebody is constantly sending you dirt on people that you know and are close to? Because my thinking is, if you will go the mile to dig up dirt on people around me, when I rub you wrong, will you also go the mile to dig up dirt on me and, and send it to my adversaries? Yeah. And absolutely you would so i would want to know who's doing this and what else are they responsible for because like adrian said these type of people people who create burner accounts to deliver dirt and mess and stuff like that they're very weird to me that's weird yeah why do you have the time to do that like there's so many more things you could be doing with your time than Creating burners, but creating creating burner accounts for stuff that's really public information. If you want to know, right? Yeah, like, and that's the other part. The stuff that Meredith is getting in these DMs, it's not. These are not salacious secrets. We're not talking about a hidden love child or or a drug habit or you know cheating or this. We're talking about bankruptcy. A bankruptcy is public information. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, things about business filings, stuff like public information, it, marriage, marriage licenses, divorce decrees, public information. If you know just even a little bit of information about the person. So to me, this stuff is not so outlandish. Also, I want to say rich people file for bankruptcy like people blow their nose in the wintertime during okay. cold and flu season. Rich people hate paying debt. And mm-hmm. if possible, they throw debt into bankruptcy to keep from having to pay it all out at once. How many times has, has Dunk filed for bankruptcy? That's like six or seven. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's not really some salacious secret. Rich people being in tax debt, that's not really some... Yeah. It's not juicy, you know. It's not juicy. It's not... Mm. To me, it's not worth the headache and it's not worth your fan group trying to ice you out because you keep doing and playing into weird stuff. Like I could, again, I could see if it was something really salacious, like, Oh, John has a, a, an outside baby that he and Angie have never publicly acknowledged or claimed or whatever. Some, you know, something like that. But I just feel like even if it, even if it's not Meredith, there's somebody Meredith adjacent that the T that these DMS are sending you. Because this is a whole lot of mess and a whole lot of chaos for something that's really not worth a discussion to me. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't care about people being in in debt, and it can it can cover two to three people's salary in the U.S. Because how much money do you have if you owe one hundred and seventy three thousand dollars in taxes? You got yeah. to make money to owe money. To that's true. Money. More than my black <laughs> ass got. I can tell you that. I had believed Monica when she said her mom called her family and told them don't meet up with her, only to find out that her mom had nothing nothing to do with why her family didn't want to meet up with her. And um some somebody in um 
just an account that must have searched the hashtag uh, when I hashtag stuff. That's why, like, if y'all watch these shows, please hashtag it. Because I search through the hashtags, too, when the shows come on and all that kind of stuff to see mm-hmm. what everybody is saying. I do search the hashtags. But so somebody went through the hashtags and they said um, that maybe the family just didn't want to be used for a storyline after not having had any communication with Monica and her mom in like 30 years, you know, maybe they were not going to be compensated for being on camera. And they was like, girl, fuck this. (laughs) And I'm inclined to agree. If, if I haven't seen you in 30 years, I haven't talked to you, not a telegram, not a smoke signal, not anything. And you, uh, hit me up talking about I want to see you. I'm going to be in Bermuda. It's going to be a camera crew as well because I'm on this reality TV show. My first thing is like, is this going to be a, a check for everybody or just for like you? Because no, I don't want to do no family reunion and, and ain't no check involved. But then that also makes me wonder what other under... First of all, I do forget she was an assistant to Jen Shaw. And so she's probably really underhanded and is probably privy to a lot of the the shit Jen Shaw used to say about these ladies. So then it started making me wonder, what if Monica actually was behind the burner account? Ooh, and like, good. what if what if she watched how things played out last season with between Lisa and Meredith, created a burner account, sent that stuff, and of course, Meredith is going to go to the one person who really doesn't have a relationship with Angie K. Everybody else is really cool with Angie K, except for Heather's um, wide, wide back Wild boar, Pumbaa, oh, to be a warthog looking ass. That chiseled jaw of hers. So, so I mean, it's just very up in the air. But I will say, we have been um, tearing the tearing apart Potomac and even Married to Medicine for what it feels like is like production is is digging their hand into these shows to create mess. That's not coming mm-hmm. organically. I didn't get that feeling from Salt Lake City this season. Um, while I said like the drama was a little juvenile and high schoolish, it felt organic. Um, I feel like Meredith and Angie K really can't stand each other. Uh, you know, I feel like Heather and Whitney have been trying really hard to have a storyline. So they've been picking fights with anybody you know, who opens the door and gives them an opportunity to do it. Even their fight, you know, on this last episode, honestly, Whitney, Heather's Heather's book did not sell because she said you was doing a boudoir shoot and you took your goddamn pantaloons off. (laughs) Nobody like we have, we have seen your titties before Whitney. We do not care. Right. We do not care. It, the drama felt real to me. Um, and I will be glad to see the season finale with this big blow up between Heather and Monica. Cause as I said, according to tweets I've seen and little inside scoop and little inside tea, none of the girls on the show are really talking to Monica at this point. So I just am wondering what all has transpired where they went from believing Monica over Meredith to not speaking to Monica and not wanting her on the show anymore. So I'm I'm looking forward to the season finale. I'm looking forward to the reunion where Monica is sitting first chair. 
Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to some things. And also, I would really, really, really like these ladies to stop trying to get Heather to talk about her sex life. Nobody wants to imagine a warthog fucking. <laughs> Nobody oh. wants to oh. imagine a war. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear bacon being made. Uh. <laughs> no, thank you, Heather. Nobody wants to think about chitlin slapping. Oh, I just I do not care. I do not need Heather to talk about her sex life. I can be honest and say that when this show first started, Heather was like a fucking dog in heat. So it's just very funny that all of a sudden she's refusing to discuss her sex life in any capacity because Miss Mama was 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 dick starved and downtrodden in season one. She sure was. Thirsty for that. She sure, she sure was. Mm-hmm. You over there on that Ozempic and you ain't getting no Ozemp dick. <laughs> you ain't getting oh, Good grief. You over there gaining weight on Ozempic and crying to the world. <laughs> you don't want to talk about your sex life. Oh my God. Put that down as a possible. <laughs> so Talking about she the only one gain, the only one ain't losing weight on Ozempic. Well, you can't lose bone mass. <gasps> That's them shoulder blades. <laughs> <laughs> That's them shoulder blades. Mm. <sighs> and I and y'all gonna be like, you are such a hypocrite for fat shaming her. She, Heather's not fat. She just got big shoulders. So no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not and fat shaming jawline. Heather. She she just she's she built crazy. She she's just got a wide. She just got a broad back. And broad shoulders. Vikings are big people by design, so it makes. Oh sense. my god! <laughs> she's big. That is just a big woman, and it's okay. It's not. She's not fat. Yeah, and not like she's not fat. She just. She's big. She's. She just like mammoth. That chin is. is now she built wicked. like Snuffy. She. she, <laughs> she love for there this. are certain angles she's never gonna be. <laughs> The in, inbred. I'm like, Heather definitely looks inbred. And then I was like, so does Whitney. Like, they do look like there's some degrees of inbred breeding in that family because you catch them at the wrong angle and the squinting is like, okay. So are they really cousins or are they like, well, first of all, white people don't have cousins because like sometimes when they be saying stuff, it doesn't match up or it doesn't make sense. When I don't they want to know. They're friendship. Mormons. So I don't want to okay. know nothing about their family tree. Mm-mm. Okay. No, because it, it's not. It ain't no telling who is cousin brothers and uncle mothers and <laughs> grandfather uh, cousins and uncles and uncles and uncles <laughs> and niece uncles and shit. It's not no telling with them. It, I hate to say it, but I'm saying it. So like super super hard pass. Also, I need I need Lisa Barlow to give it a fucking break. All that goddamn yelling you did. If you let me be honest, you get the yelling in my face. Then this is how you know that these are some wealthy white women. Because there's no way anybody that knows of me knows me would feel comfortable standing up yelling in my face the way she was doing Meredith. Mm-hmm. There is not a snowball's chance in hell. Anybody is comfortable yelling in my face like that. I would have lo- I would have knocked Lisa the fuck out. <laughs> I'm saying every time. I see. Every time it's up stuck. <laughs> um, was there was there anything else we really wanted to discuss about Salt Lake City? No, I just had jokes. That was it. 
Um, let's move over to Potomac since we since we in our Bravo bag. Let's move over to Potomac, and um, I've been seeing I've been seeing some stuff, um, like some podcast interviews. Saw one from Candace. Saw one from um, Aneka. And so first things first. And I know John is with us, and he adores Robin and Giselle and so I'm not going to tear them to shreds as a matter of fact I do have some encouraging things I want to say about those ladies but I want to say that this is why in terms of Aneka it pays to do it pays not to do somebody else's dirty work because she is getting so much backlash that she's doing podcast interviews saying she wished that she and Wendy could sit down and have a talk and this that and the third and Mm -hmm. baby you could have yeah, you like the trailer, it looked like they were trying to, or the mid season trailer, and I was like, What happened? Yeah, and I think what happened is at this point, Wendy's not receptive, okay? That's yeah, fair. and yeah. let me say this I've not always been a fan of Wendy, I think. Wendy is kind of reaping what she has sold because when she was introduced to the group, she was brought in to get under Karen's skin. And also help ice out Monique. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was why Wendy was introduced to the group. And she did just that. She was doing their bidding and their dirty work. And then when they, you know, when they started, you know, doing what they do best. And again, in my honest opinion, Giselle and Robin are a necessary evil for a show, for a real housewife show. You need them. They are not afraid to stir the pot. They are not afraid to kick up shit. However, I want them to not go into their bag of white woman tears when they when it's dished back to them. That right. is my problem with when I mean with uh Robin and Giselle. It's not that they're messy. It's not mm-hmm. that they keep shit going. We would not watch these shows if there was no mess. Right. We would not watch the shows if they were just hanging out, always having fun. We could watch it. We could go back and watch reruns of Girlfriends. We could watch Living Single and get that. Okay. I just, they can't take it as good as they dish it. Um, and again, like, I don't necessarily care for how Aneka came in, but Wendy came in in a similar way. Wasn't Wendy the one that was talking about Karen's coochie and cracking jokes about Karen being old and her coochie probably dry? Wasn't that Wendy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when when the, when Monique versus Candace happened, you know, Wendy was she had so much to say and, and oh my that gosh, yes. she had so much to say. And I, if I remember her and Karen got into it because she was lambasting Karen for not uh for not choosing sides and trying to be objective and see it from every point of view from Monique and Candace's side. So uh, I only have but so much sympathy for Wendy because she is getting a taste of what she dished out in her first season on the show. I agree. I can't argue with that. I definitely agree. Um on to the mulatto double mid twins. Listen. <laughs> I would love to see a version of Robin that is happy, healthy, whole, and loved from a genuine place. I don't think we've ever seen a happy Robin 
since this show's inception because when when Potomac came to us, her and Juan were experiencing immense financial hardships. They mm-hmm. were divorced. They were living as roommates. They the house went into foreclosure and things of that nature. I don't think we've ever seen Robin in a good space in her life. And I think mm-hmm. her and Giselle have trauma bonded over shitty relationships, being with shitty men who weren't really good to them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know. So I would I would love to see their dynamic when one of them or both of them are actually very happy and completely fulfilled. I'm not saying they they aren't happy in certain aspects of their life, but we can look at Robin and tell all this stuff with Juan. It weighs on her. It, it yeah. it's wearing her down. And the way that he talks her. to it is aging her and the way he talks to her when she is bringing things up, it's like, stop bringing me that motherfucking bullshit, Robin. Stop, I don't I don't like that shit. Have a conversation. <laughs> stop embarrassing you and embarrassing me and embarrassing the family. It's like, ugh, Juan is a piece of shit. You, he's really not a good person, and I'm really he's sorry. Always that. He's always been like he was that. Attractive. Like, mm, I, I, I thought he was attractive I, at one time. I think was so telling about what goes on between Juan and Robin is that he has been content to have her be at the forefront of his mess always. Juan has never come forward and said, hey, I have made some mistakes, mistakes that I and only I should be answering for. Robin should not be responsible for dealing with the amount of backlash he gets for my stupid mistakes. He has never stepped up and made it clear that he has done a poor job of protecting Robin and shielding Robin from his shit. Instead, he continues to hide and cower and make her be the one that has to deal with the constant fallout from the shit he's doing. And I feel like um, Adrian and I have said before, they very well could have some type of agreement like, oh, you know, maybe we're not in love, but you know, what we're doing is bringing in the check and the coins and it keep, you know, we on Potomac and everything that Juan and Robin does, it keeps people talking for good, bad or indifferent. Um, so maybe that is the case, but I just feel like it's very cowardly and it speaks volumes about how he respects her by him never stepping up and saying anything, just allowing her to take the brunt of the, the media bashing when it's really related to him and yeah. it's really related to him like robin can be unlikable on this show yes but a lot of the stuff that she's had to answer for has been in relation to things juan is doing robin has not been caught leaving no man's hotel room right robin yeah. is not in the nail shop with no another fine ass nigga that ain't Juan. that ain't Juan dixon robin not at the at the laundry mat washing no another nigga draws it's all one. But yes, yeah, she mm-hmm. has the answer for it. Because Juan, he resents her. It's the blind loyalty to piggyback on that because of the situation with the friend that killed himself. And I feel like that's what allows Robin to be okay with Juan doing what he does. Because it's like, well, damn, bitch, you lost all my money. So I'm going to be tethered to you. But I'm also going to poke you in the ribs like and not respect you, which is awful, but, you know, that's their dynamic. That's their dynamic. 
Yeah, she got to forgive herself because I think she stays and allows herself to be treated less than how mm-hmm. she should be because she hasn't forgiven herself for losing all of his money. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And and you know, I I I don't know how likable Robin is because I don't think uh I don't think Robin has ever been happy since we've seen her on Potomac. You know, I don't think she's ever felt truly supported and loved by who is supposed to be her romantic partner. Um, I think she's in a position where she finds footing in one thing, she loses it somewhere else. You know, when her and Juan shit was falling apart, she was casted on Potomac and started having her own money and her own income and opportunities open up due to that um, Mm -hmm. because she was drowning financially when we first met Robin Dixon. Now she's not drowning financially. She's making her own money. She and Giselle have the podcast and she's uh robin is about to open up a um a skincare uh franchise and things like that so she's not drowning financially but romantically i don't think she's happy yeah and so i would i would like to see a version of robin where she is you know fulfilled in multiple aspects of her life and not always having to choose between one or the other because i guess my question is can you be happy healthy and whole if the the most important aspects of your life are always falling apart in some capacity. I don't know. Right. And I want to see yeah. what her and Giselle friendship look like when there when there's no no trauma involved. Mm-hmm. Especially no man trauma male trauma. Yeah. It'll be very, very interesting to see. Um okay, I wanna uh I am gonna be honest. Wendy and Candace are far nicer than I would ever be. Cause I would have recorded, okay. I would have recorded Robin crying in that goddamn Sprinter van. <laughs> the way she recorded it and was smirking when Wendy and Mia were mm-hmm. into it, I would have had to get my lick. That would that would have been right. like if that would have happened. I'm like, well, Robin, I love you, but I mean, what's good for the is good for the gander. So I mean, it's it, it's all fair. It's all fair. Messy housewives. Um, I don't. I. I mean, I would like to know more about Ineka outside of this fabricated Wendy stuff. To me, it seems fabricated on both their ends. Um, it, you know, it, maybe in their minds, they thought it would be, you know, cheeky, you know, t- to see it. But honestly, it just kind of doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. And at this point, y'all need to give Wendy's mama a champagne glass <laughs> because she carrying yeah. the show with their st- with the storyline between Wendy and Aneka. Oh, uh, your mama hexed me. She got a she got an altar. She put me on her altar. Like, who cares? Who cares? Nobody cares. It was just I dumb stuff to be arguing about. Uh, yeah, I don't care about that. I want Candace to stop crying every fucking episode. I, I know that uh, I have always said it and will continue to say it. She has a talent. People who can cry on command, <laughs> they're a talented bunch. Because, baby, she fold that goddamn napkin up into a, a triangle and get the dab in the fucking way. She should have been born in cancer and, and not a Sagittarius because I've never <laughs> met an emotional Sagittarius like her ever. She, um, so I got to be honest, so far in this season, 
this season has been anchored on the shoulders of Wendy versus Aneka and, you know, the ladies versus Robin. We have not heard anything so far as, as you know, a mid-season trailer has dropped. Nothing going on with Candace. What the fuck is going on with Karen and, that, and whatever version of this face she had, she's on. Oh. I don't like this latest face. I, I don't I, like it. it bodies looks on time, but the face is like it, the face the looks face witchy. Is. She looks like the wicked witch of the West. <laughs> I agree. We have not heard anything about Karen. We don't know anything going on really with um, you know Ashley and this bullshit divorce. I just feel like there's so many things. No divorce, I'm telling you. They are are still together. This is all put on for the show so the heat can die off of Michael Darby, which is never, it's forever, Michael. There's too many instances. You're never going to shake this. It's just not going to happen. Well, you know, like, I think we said it last week or the week before. I I just, I feel it's a storyline. It's an opportunity to try to rebrand um ashley has had multiple rebrands on this show one of the few who is allowed to rebrand and nobody calls it prior mm-hmm. to ashley having children um she was very very nasty didn't care what came out of her mouth didn't care uh-huh. the things she was saying in the mess she kicked up then she rebranded to a, a first time mommy and mm-hmm. you know then oh we i'm pregnant again and oh now i'm having marital problems oh i'm filing for divorce you know pity me i'm about to be a, a single mother like the one i was raised by <laughs> look at me pity me <laughs> whole time you sitting up buying houses with your husband's name on it a house that you can't afford without his income you do not have the income to be able to afford that house. Now, just this, I just, I, we got to drag Giselle a little bit. Um, and it's only right to do it while John is here. <laughs> I, um, I'm not going to say that people have not sent death threats to Giselle over like- this situation between her and Candace because people are unhinged and stands on the internet are unhinged hinged even sure. reality tv stands and mm-hmm. i know y'all will say well what's the difference between you you tweet these shows all day and blah 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 the that difference is, is like for example that's not the same that is yeah death. so like prime example i i do not like dr heavenly but when i am in her mentions i am not disrespecting dr heavenly i'm not threatening dr heavenly i ask questions she don't reply yeah Cause I never agree with her. So she don't reply, but I'm not disrespectful. I'm not threatening. I'm not, you know, being I, a I, I, I threatened her, but I'm definitely not respectful. I'm not bringing up kids, family. I'm not sending the death threats and things like that. And so I'm not going to say that Giselle hasn't received any, any death threats or things like that. What, but, and, and honestly, I tend to, only care to an extent about the stuff between her and Candace because Chris is a white man. And no matter what Giselle would have said, that white man has a shit ton of privilege over Giselle. Exactly. Which is why his life, his business dealings, his career, whatever he has going on, has not been negatively impacted by anything Giselle has said because he is a white man through and through. And so while I do think there's a ton of merit to what Candace is saying about the way Giselle has handled this, um, 
even she should sit down a little bit because again, this is a white man, and nobody <laughs> is ever gonna take Giselle's uh Creole word over this white man and whatever you know, whatever happened. Right. Um, yeah. However, I do think that Giselle owes Candace and Chris an apology. I do think that Giselle did a really awful job of explaining why the situation made her uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because I do think it made her uncomfortable to be in a bedroom alone with your friend's husband, considering how awful social media can be with that type of information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If she would have just said he made me feel uncomfortable, I was uncomfortable in the situation and just left it there it would have been like, okay, but you kept putting extra sauce on it at every turn. It was like, Giselle, I'm trying to stay on your team, but you, you're you making it hard because you're you're just adding too many different elements to it. You, if he made you uncomfortable, you were uncomfortable, that's okay. But then you just kept layers, layers. It's like, no, shut the fuck up. Kept layering yeah. it. That, yeah, that's the part that has been very bothersome to me is just kept layering it you know, and the story keeps changing. And the fact of the matter mm-hmm. is y'all are reality TV stars. Even you, like, let's be honest, you can't trust anybody, even the production teams. Right. As we'll yeah. discuss when we get to Married to Medicine, it, production can be sneaky. We we saw how pr- production can give it up with the whole Phaedra Candy situation and the, the hand Carlos King had in that bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I understand not even wanting to be in that environment to give people something to talk about because it could have it would it could have been something as simple as somebody saying a little birdie from the from the Potomac production team says Giselle and Chris Bassett were in the room alone talking. Mm, child. Like yes, I, I yeah. understand, but again, making it seem like he forced you to do it and he locked the door and he made you uncomfortable when the initial time the time you first told the story you said you were uncomfortable because you don't want to be alone in a room with your, with with your friend's husband it should have stayed at that that's where it should have stayed at so just you know doing doing a lot and you don't have to because you are allowed to feel uncomfortable and want to protect your peace and you are on a reality show. And I know that sounds ironic to say because you signed up to put your life on the show, but let's be honest, a lot of these women, a lot of these shows, they fabricate mess or they finally craft certain situations. So they don't have to be completely transparent about the things they have going on in their life. So you know, again, not wanting to be caught out there or, or give anybody the space or opportunity to cre- create rumors for something like that is is understandable. Honestly, I, I get it. But the way you have handled it has been very nasty. Your unwillingness to offer an apology and, and clear things up. Instead, you continue to double down, continue to change the story and lie and be very nasty about it and and so your kids, their safety was in danger. How much was their safety in danger when Jamal Bryant was running out of that was run out that church up there for for allegedly getting a teenager pregnant? Was exactly. they safety in danger then? You can't how much was they safety in danger? Hello, how much was they safety in danger when he was cheating all over you? 
Mm-hmm. I, I think it's bullshit. And I also want to call bullshit. Um, y'all are never going to beat those colorism charges until y'all acknowledge that there is a privilege that that Karen, Ashley, Giselle, and Robin have when it and comes Mia. to Emia, when it comes to how y'all are treated when it comes to y'all y'all anger and y'all emotion. Yeah. Y'all are very much so coddled. Um, John and I have talked about this before, like after the show airs, and John, like me and John have both said, like the the tag that Wendy is aggressive is very crazy considering Robin is right there. She is the most and I, I love Robin and DM from time to time. She I love her. But she is very aggressive. Like she, she is. She's very ruggish, thuggish to the bone. Like Robin is is aggressive, and that is what it is. And so it's just kind of like um, <clears throat> we. You can you can acknowledge that you y'all as lighter, fairer skinned women benefit from certain privilege within when it comes to colorism um, that you don't necessarily sign up for, or you ask to have, but it exists and it's there. And I think it's really, um, it reminds me of when, when white people get called racist and they'll be like, and they'd be like, I'm not racist. I got two black friends. <laughs> I'm not racist. I drink my coffee black. <laughs> Hey, Lily, that I get my coffee black. I'm not racist. I use black black bags in my trash can. <laughs> it's like that type of situation. That's what I feel when when colorism is brought up and Giselle defaults to bringing up her daughters. First things first, much like racism, when it comes to colorism, colorism mean, doesn't mean that people who benefit don't like dark-skinned people or brown-skinned people or this, that, or the third. It, but it's just like saying racist, racist, racist fuck black pe- black and brown people all the time, have babies with them, marry them, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But somebody being an exception does not negate the rule. Yes, there is colorism amongst that group of women. We saw it last season with the reactions to Mia, Mia getting physical with Wendy. And there was not, the ladies were not hiring security guards because they were scared. Right. Mm-hmm. They they did not fear for their safety w- with Mia still around. They didn't call for her to be kicked off the show. They didn't say they would have to think twice if she if she was allowed to come back to the show if they would be on the show. None of none of that happened. Great. And and I just would re- respect you women more if y'all said, "Yeah, there are we do lean into the privilege that our our skin tone provides us." And it is wrong. And we and the examples that people have given us, we have taken some time to reflect and, and we we want to do better and making it such that all of the ladies here are treated fairly in certain situations. If it's not aggressive when Robin does it, then it shouldn't be aggressive when Wendy does it. If it's egregious when Monique does it, it needs to be egregious when Mia does it. That's all I'm asking for amongst this group. Right. Yeah. That's it. I'm not asking for the fighting to stop. I'm just asking that we be be fair in our reactions to the fighting and the mess. That's it. And that's fair. That's very fair. I also think that a lot of the, the castmates 
really dictate what they do, their next moves from social media. They do. Even like when you pick up on some of the things that they say on the show, I'm like, this is exactly what we'd be talking about on the timeline. So I think they really oh, they be are. Oh, oh, they be Wendy and Candace. Wendy and Candace are the, from where I sit, where I see the top of the timeline, I feel like Wendy and Candace really tap into it. And it's like, mm, y'all are too worried. Especially Wendy, because her whole, from season one to season two, complete, that change, I feel like that had a lot to do with social media because no, the the masses were not really feeling Wendy's the one. No, the and I, I was one of them. I was not feeling Wendy. I was indifferent on her first. Um, time. I was not really feeling Wendy. I wanted to give her a fair chance. Uh, you know, I think she's a gorgeous, gorgeous woman with a gorgeous, gorgeous family. She's successful. Mm-hmm. She's smart. Um, but I, like I said, I have the same feelings that I have about Aneka. Letting letting Robin and Giselle kind of use you to do their bidding in certain situations, um, it it leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. And so I felt like that about Wendy too. Now, I am not team Wendy. I find her more tolerable when she stood up for herself, uh, you know, against Wendy and I mean, against Robin and Giselle and even Mia when she stood up for herself because this group of women, once they feel like they can turn you into their punching bag, you're not going to make it. We saw it happen with Candace. Remember, they tried to bully Candace her first season. You know, that's where all yeah. the you're a spoiled mama's girl who your mama foot should build. That's where all of that stuff came from. You know, they tried to do it to Candace. They tried to do it to Monique. And ultimately, Monique let it get the best of her because she was actually cheating on that man. <laughs> okay. Wait, Monique, was she on this? Um, it was never confirmed, but I definitely believe Monique, Monique reacted so bad to those trainer rumors because there was some truth to them. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, I can see. And now that now that Big Chris ain't as big as he was, <laughs> he's lost a lot of weight. He on that Olympic. I'm all for it. I'm all for <laughs> people being on the o, the the mighty O. Uh, the Wegovi, the Munjaro, because it's taken so many years for medical professionals to admit that weight loss is just not as easy as uh, drink water, stop eating, and exercise. Right. Yeah. It, um... A lot of it is hormonal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm all for it, but yeah, that's how I I, I feel about the ladies. Um, I would. I can't say how I feel just yet about the season. Like we're pretty close to the midway point. Um, and I just want to see what's left before I say, you know, it was a bust or not. Right. So I'm reserving my opinion, but I'm ready to wrap up Wendy versus Aneka immediately. Immediately. Put it to bed. Cause wrap it up. That's why. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Speaking of whack. Um, Married to Medicine has been carrying Sundays on its back. Uh, And it's not been so much the episodes. It's been everything outside of the episodes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, so first things first in this episode, the ladies, um, will production and the ladies invite quad to, to this trip. They're in what Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Curtis cheated, right? They 
Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> she gets there. Um, they they do their little let's gang up on Quad thing. Quad does not push back like they expect her to. And it seems like she's open to to what they're saying. And after that, they then meet up at two in the morning, have a powwow to be like, we want her to leave, go home. <laughs> and so they call her up and they, you know, tell her, well, the ladies have decided, um, you know, at the moment, we are not in the space where we want to work on a friendship with you or repair anything. Toya says, I just want to be here and be supported by people that I trust and that I'm that I'm good with. And we would like you to leave and cry like, OK, I'll leave. And she leaves. And and so uh, there's that one thing. And then we could talk about the Carlos King interviews and all the bullshit with Heavenly. But then after that. I just want to say this is why I did not want Dr. Greg and his wife on this show because he went out of his way to comment on something with his ex-wife and her friends. And that annoyed the fuck out of me. And he was happy as fuck to see that those ladies had ice quad out the group. And that's why I don't like that little gnome, garden gnome looking motherfucker. (laughs) I just like and and again, let first of all, let me say this. Minus like Curtis and Greg, I do feel like the husbands on this show is attractive. I think I think um Dr. Damon is very handsome. Mm-hmm. And you can see Dr. looking when you see pictures of Heavenly Sons, you can see Dr. Damon in his heyday and Heavenly, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Dr. Damon is very handsome. He is very very handsome. handsome. Cecil is very as a handsome man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Curtis. Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> Eugene to me Eugene has always is handsome. been the most handsome. He is so handsome. Eugene is handsome, and and I'm not saying this in a negative way. Um, Eugene has lost a lot of weight, and he looks really good. He does. I also thought he was handsome when he was, you know, Team Chunk, but he's still handsome now. Because there are that some smile. People... That smile is just so. There are some people who look better when they're a bit heavier. And there are some people that look better when weight comes off of them. Because based on how the weight uh distributes itself. Right. Like I know some people, I'm one of those people that when I gain weight, it go it go to my face first. I'm the same way. First, first thing it's gonna have is this double chin gonna pop up on you. Like, hello. But I know some women that when they gain weight, it go to their hips and their ass. You can't see it nowhere else. Go to their thighs. How I feel to be God's favorite. (laughs) (laughs) It don't go right to their midsection. So that's what I mean by like, he lost some weight and he looks really good because when he was heavier, a lot of it was like in his face in his midsection. He looked like a little donut hole. (laughs) 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 Um, oh. Eugene said he like a little gossip, but even the mess that the ladies have going on is too much for him. So you know, you know it's too much when messy Eugene is like, come on, y'all. This too much. I don't know why Dr. Alicia is here, y'all. They been on you. Case somebody leave next season. I, I don't I don't know why Dr. Alicia is here. Um, I do not I 
I am trying to get to a place in my womanism where I can understand extremely male centered women and, and say, Hey, that is your choice to be that type of woman. But it is very cringy watching Heavenly be on that weird, my man, my man, cater to your man, love your man, suck his dick from the back, lick his toes, pull the hairs on his back, rub his head, cook him dinner, take the trash out for him, change the oil in his car if he can't get it down to the good year and get his tires rotated. You rotate him. Like, it gives That's me- a second job. It gives me very much cringe the way Heavenly talks about romantic partnering because she talks about it in a way where it is all based on acts service. Yes. Acts of service by the woman for the man. Mm -hmm. That's what's cringe about it. It's not that she likes catering to her man. You should like catering to your partner, period. It should be reciprocal. But the way that these women exalt marriage it's very cringe it's it's very cringe and i bring it up all the time and how they treated quad when her and dr greg were divorcing and we saw just how these women treated marriage like it was the end all be all Mm -hmm. um we saw how they responded to dr greg admitting to being physically abusive with quad you know is is none of that is is lost on me that these highly successful women hold marriage higher than they even hold the level of their success. Yeah. And that's the thing it's not even, with fellow um, collective as well. Yeah. It's not even, I got to, I'm a, like, for me, I'm a, I'm a motherfucking doctor. Hello. It's like, yes, I am a doctor, but I am a married woman. Mm-hmm. I have a husband. And that's what, like, it's almost like, they believe you need husbands to be seen, to be considered successful. And that's what gives me the ick about it is because that is nothing more than patriarchy doing doing society in yet again. It 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 it, it annoys me. Um, but then so much has unraveled after you know the ladies basically booted quad off the show. Mm-hmm. And no, they technically didn't fire her. Technically, she's not fired. And she does, you know, we do see her in some later episodes in the season. But they have all, basically removed her from the friend group. And so once you're removed from the friend group, I don't care what your contract says, you only are getting paid for for when you film. Yeah. So she ba- they basically kicked her off the show. And Quad did an exclusive interview with Carlos King. The first thing I want to say is, you living in a million dollar house and need your smoke detector batteries changed. <sighs> okay, in fairness, <laughs> I didn't know what that sound was for a long time. Like because I never you, that. Because you keep your smoke <laughs> detector batteries changed. <laughs> but no, no, for like a year in my house, I would hear that and I'm like, what <laughs> is that? And then I had to go on Reddit to Google. Sounds like gym shoes on gym floor. And they're like, oh, that means your battery needs to be replaced. And now I replaced the battery. But I didn't know before then. Yeah. Like, in my house, I wish. wouldn't be able to sleep through I that. I, I need to change it automatically. Yeah. I can't sleep through that. I cannot. Yeah. And I feel like when production and the camera showed up to film this exclusive interview, 
Why nobody went and got no goddamn battery and changed that smoke detector battery? Why you didn't call that married contractor to come change that smoke detector battery that they say you fucked <laughs> while you were in your house remodeled? <laughs> but to the to to this interview, we could talk about a few things. Um, first things first, the thing that stuck out the absolute most to me in that interview was that Quad said since that last reunion. She and Simone went and had dinner and hung out. And she asked Simone, why is there so much strain on our relationship? And Simone told her, you have not done anything to me, but I don't want Toya to get mad at me if I don't, you know, go at you as hard as she does. Because if we remember when Jackie and Simone fell out, they got extremely close to other women in the group. That's mm -hmm. when Heavenly and Dr. Jackie got really close. And that's when Toya and Simone got really close. Mm. And at that time, Contessa and Heavenly were also very close. And the ladies had, you know, Quad had, you know, given them the ick by, you know, spending more time with her sister circle friends. And so, you know, she was kind of MIA in a lot of in a lot of this stuff. And so because if we remember for a very long time, Simone and Quad were pretty close. And then they just they weren't anymore after the whole sister circle thing and going through the divorce and things like that. And so that's one thing that had me like y'all are too old to carry on like that. The next thing was uh, Quad said there is absolutely some truth about production going to the ladies and disclosing what was discussed when Quad's um, agent was renegotiating her contract. Now, Quad said she never, ever said out her own mouth, why am I making the same money as Dr. Jackie? She's, she's born and she don't have a storyline, but she said she can't say if something of the nature was uttered by her agent and somebody from production was, did go to heavenly and tell her some of the stuff that was discussed in quads contract negotiation. Mm. Now miss quad. I love quad. So I'm gonna put that out there, but <sighs> come on, your agent just pulled it out of thin air that Jackie is boring and y'all making the same amount of money. Well, first things first, I they should not be making the same amount of money. They should. Jackie, right. Jackie haven't had no storyline since, since Curtis, Curtis was, was in Napa Valley cheating. Mm. He was he was whining and then whining some dick in that lady. Okay. Um, but yeah, that I absolutely agree. That was a conversation that she and her agent probably had, and her agent took it right to the table. Because as your agent, that's what I'm gonna do. Absolutely. Mm. Why is why? would these two be making the same when y'all are asking her to work with her at her ex-husband who there's confirmed abuse with and his new wife. If the whole season is being anchored on these moments with us, I'm going to need more money. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing. However, no. when, when part two of the interview dropped, Heavenly decided she was ready to stop tweeting about the show and go enjoy the holidays. And that's because some nice little, it wasn't like super scathing things came out. But yes, have, uh, Qua confirmed that somebody from production is really close to Heavenly and they feed Heavenly information about things 
behind the scenes and Ooh. heavenly runs that information to the group to keep shit going. It was also discussed and and Quad says she has not talked to Heavenly since, you know, the big fight aired in Napa Valley and she was seeing things that was being said behind her back. And Quad said that Heavenly never once came to her when the cameras weren't rolling and said, hey, I feel like you only call me when you want something. I feel like you're using me. Um, she basically said, you know, all of that popped up once the cameras were rolling. And she said that that public apology heavily added her with saying she was sorry and she didn't deserve to be treated how she was treated in those in those episodes and those moments. Um, and Quad was like heavenly. She basically said heavenly was full of shit because any other time heavenly will call her phone, send her a text message. And the fact that she opted to take it to social media, it was like basically a publicity stunt. Um, these ladies expected everything that's coming out of how they treated quad i really don't think they expected it they no sure didn't. Mm -mm. um and heavenly said that quad was lying about knowing that greg and sweet tea were going to be on the show however i wanted to say this on the podcast do y'all remember when the season first started and uh heavenly and quad did an instagram live together or they did an interview together or something like that. And Quad said right in front of Heavenly, she was not told in advance that Greg and Sweet Tea would be joining the cast this season. Yep. So I feel like yeah. if that was a yep. if that was if that was a lie, Heavenly, why you didn't clear it up then? Because she's musty. If it if that was not the <laughs> truth, if if Quad was lying, why would you let her sit there and lie in front of everybody knowing you champion for Greg and Sweet Tea to be on the show? Which brings me to another point. I would like for Heavenly to stop saying she's anybody's friend on this shows, especially Quad, because mm -hmm. you championed for them to be on the show and you did not even call or text Quad and say, hey, I don't know if you've heard yet or production has reached out, but Dr. Greg and his um, fiance are going to be on the show this season. I just wanted to give you a heads up. We cannot be friends and you would do some shit like that behind my back. Quad say she found out when she saw um when she saw Simone post a picture with Sweet Tea and it had like some cryptic caption about like stay tuned for more. And then she was at BravoCon. And you know, that was basically the the gist of it and you know, things like that. She ended up at BravoCon. Um, well, she she had to know about BravoCon, but it's just like y'all have not, and I know that. Um, John doesn't really care for Quad and he don't make no concessions about that. Um, and she has had some really piss poor moments, you know, as well in how she's handled things. Cause I think she's a passive aggressive stunt queen. And exactly that is that. that is one thing that bothers me really badly about Quad is that mm. she is passive aggressive because a lot of the yeah. stuff that we're seeing could have been cleared up and called out if she would have told these ladies head on i i pulled back from our friendship because y'all chose my ex-husband in the divorce y'all sided with him y'all y'all excused him being abusive to me y'all would ask questions like why am i allowed to be around i'm not even married to medicine and things like that 
Like you should have set those women straight when those things happen. Saying, you know, talking about if you willing, we could let bygones be bygones and, and they're never bygones. And now we're here. And I also want to say Toya is a stunt queen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long if, if people, if you've been watching Married to Medicine from the beginning, let me rem- remind you that Toya is the same woman that exposed the paternity of Mariah's oldest daughter to the girls without Mariah's consent. Dr. Aiden ended up adopting Mariah's oldest daughter. And at the time, her, their oldest daughter did not know that Dr. Aiden wasn't her real father yet. That's a mess. It was that Toya who brought that to the group and to the girls. So this thing where Toya is getting to act like she's a victim because because she was accused, her and Eugene got called the Marvin Harry of married to medicine, <laughs> like they was robbing houses and shit like that. No, first of all, nobody believed that. Let me just say that. And when we do all this grandstanding about what about his reputation? He's a doctor. Okay, well, as we can see, he barely been home to fuck Toya. <laughs> they was crying about their sex life the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And this was during COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of those doctors was living in the hospital, helping patients fight for their goddamn lives to again, thank you. Thank y'all for y'all service. Okay. They were working goddamn hard and putting their lives on the line. So nobody actually believed that these motherfuckers were scaling walls, having people houses robbed. The other part is Quad, and I do remember this briefly, but Quad said that Carrie brought this stuff to the group first when Anila's house was robbed. Carrie came to the ladies and said, hey, Toya told me that somebody has a hit out on Anila and now their house is being broken into and, be, you know, and multiple times because somebody got hit out on them. And and then it went to Anila and Anila brought it to Quad and then the rest of it just kind of steamrolled. And Quad said she asked and she said, we probably will never see the footage, but it was asked multiple times. Why did Carrie come to the lady saying Toya told her that there was a hit out on Anila and her family? She said that's what she was talking about. She wanted Toya to stand up and explain why Carrie gave that information to the group when her and Carrie were such good friends and Toya never explained it. They just kind of latched on to the, you said we had her robbed and that was, you know, how that went. Yeah. And she, and she apologized. She, she apologized sincerely, um, but she apologized in that reunion if I'm not mistaken, I just saw footage from it when she said, I helped perpetuate that rumor about you because I was mad. I was petty. I was trying to get, get, you know, I was trying to get at you and do you the way you done me with perpetuating rumors and ugly things about me. And so it's kind of like, I, I do agree at this point, one hand should be washing the other. Yeah. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong and I'm seeing it differently, you know, so I would love to hear y'all takes on this whole quad situation. I think that, yeah, definitely should be one hand washing the other. But for whatever reason, Toya is still holding on to that. 
and she has been successful in helping Quad to get iced out. When they could have worked out those differences, because if she has reconciled with Carrie, reconciled with Anila, and had her at her holiday party, why she can't do that with Quad? Right. And, you know, I would be, honestly, I would be okay with Toya just coming out and saying, I just don't like the bitch. I don't like her. Right. We've had, it's yeah. too much bad blood between us. Every time I think we're in a good space, we end up falling out. So, I just don't care to have a relationship like that with Quad. I can be cordial with Quad, but I'm not interested in building a friendship. Maybe that could change, but at the time, no. I think the only person on the cast who probably doesn't make it a secret that she don't care for Quad is Dr. Jackie. Mm. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And and the other, I guess the the other part for me is that these women keep throwing around the word accountability and none of them have ever really been accountable for how they have treated each other, including Quad. They have never been accountable for how nasty they were to her during her divorce. Uh, They rallied around Simone and Cecil. They rallied around Jackie and Curtis. And when when Quad made up her mind that she was going to divorce that man and she wasn't going to stay... They were like, oh, no, this bitch got the singles. Ugh, she's single. Yucky. And they just have not given a damn since then. And Quad is not accountable for the fact that she kind of casted them aside and found support where she needed it because, um, you know, they weren't giving it to her. And she should just say that with her whole chest. Y'all were not good friends. Y'all were not supportive when I was going through my divorce. And so I found community elsewhere. Now, I would love for us to get back to a point where I feel supported by y'all and I could support y'all. But for a long time, I did not feel that from y'all. And even after losing her brother, losing her niece tragically, they still have been really, really fucking mean to her. Yeah. I would love for her to actually be honest as well. I mean, you know, quad do be with the theatricals and everything like that. But if she just would have been honest with them, maybe they could have gotten to a good place or maybe not. We just don't know because they never had that conversation amongst the group or individually. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, So I guess my question for y'all is, do you think there's still space for quad on the show or should she hang the shit up and call it a day? And you know, call it a day. Bye. <laughs> that was a quick answer. <laughs> it brings Contessa back. Bring Contessa back. I wouldn't mind having Dr. Contessa and Dr. Scott back. Yeah. I think really Quad should have really made this decision after they all sided with Dr. G because there wasn't any reason for, for them as far as they were concerned. There was no reason for Quad to continue on the show. Or she could have just started dating other doctors if she really wanted to still be on the show. That's just how I feel about it. I think that even with the premise of a married to medicine or real housewives, not everybody on the show is actually married, but they still bring something to the table when it comes to a dynamic cast. Quiet's good for TV. Mariah's good for TV too. But yeah, I I just think that if she would have maybe came back strongly dating doctors or, and even actually had the conversation with them either individually or in the group and say that y'all was really shitty to me and y'all need to own that, then maybe we wouldn't be here where we are 
the with them icing her out from the island. I agree. Chisney said at this point, unless she's going to come in with like her own friends to have on the show. So maybe she's friends with a doctor or somebody else in the medicine world. Like as far as these women, I don't, I don't see it happening. Okay. So y'all don't, y'all don't see any space for the quad to reconcile with this group of girls. Logically they could reconcile, but the maturity level of some of these women, I don't think so. Put quad on Housewives of Atlanta. Easy fix. It's good TV. It'll work. So I actually agree with y'all. I don't believe there is any fixing things between them. Um, I don't think they have a desire to be close um i think a large part of that is because quad is not married to medicine she doesn't have a spouse in this group and a lot of the dynamics of this group center around these women being married and being either being doctors or being married to doctors and quad doesn't fit the bill anymore um quad didn't hold them accountable when it first happened for their lack of support I think if Quad would have cussed them out when things were going on with her divorce, I don't think we would have been here. But she kind of pulled that, well, what one group of bitches won't do, the next group will. Bye, y'all. And that they use that as the perfect opportunity to basically ice her out. And they've never really wanted her back since then. And so I do think that this should be her last season on the show. I do think she should pitch to Andy and them going on Real Housewives of Atlanta where majority of the women on there ain't married. The who the only one married is who? Candy? That's on there now. Drew, uh, Drew and, and Ralph are gone. And oh, oh yeah, I don't know if Sonya is coming back. I hope not. Me too. I'm telling you, bring Quad up there. Quad and Ken, um, Quad and Ken you don't get along too? Baby, that's that's good to see that. Uh, doesn't Kim. she have doesn't she have like relationships with the uh castmates of Housewives of Atlanta? Or was it just her and maybe Portia? Maybe I could be wrong. I'd be surprised if Portia comes back to, to Housewives. I would be surprised. I know they've been talking about it, but nothing has been confirmed. But I could foresee um Quad being on Real Housewives of Atlanta. The other thing that and I I, again, I'm saying this as somebody who has liked Quad for a very long time. Um, coming on these shows and not having a storyline or anything to talk about outside of your relationships with the group is always a recipe for disaster, uh, especially when there has been emphasis put on you going from being married to a single woman again. If you are not willing to talk about your dating life, talk about your romantic life, I I also don't really see a reason for you to be on the show. We don't know anything that Kawhi has going on. We don't know none of her business ventures. We don't know what's going on with the cookbook. We don't know if she has any new talk shows in the works. We don't know anything. We just know that the ladies have been trying to ice her out. And I feel like production wouldn't have allowed that to happen the way it did if she had more to her storyline if, if she was bringing more to the t to our tv screens i don't think they would have allowed the ladies to ice her out like that 
they would have been like, we don't give a fuck what you're talking about. Y'all bitches better play nice. So, you know, it was just, it seemed like a combination of things, a combination of things. But I would not want to be friends with these ladies again after this because they they sought to embarrass her. Mm-hmm. You don't got to like me, but if, you're, if your main priority is to try to embarrass me, demean me, and belittle me, we're at a, a crossroads. The respect does not exist. And honestly, I'm I'm a bitch that hold a grudge. So it, it would never exist again. Yeah, I would definitely definitely never ever be friends with Dr. Heavenly again. Oh my I god, boy, I would hit that bitch in her face. Before we <laughs> right in that right in that underbite. <laughs> right in that underbite. Before before we take a quick break and come back and discuss these Carlos King shows, I just want to say Quad is who, I mean, Heavenly is who y'all think Quad is in terms of letting the fame and letting the the reality star TV fame and the notoriety uh, get to her head. She has made several comments and all of this about how they would never get rid of her. She's a star. You know, they can't, they can't do it without Heavenly and this, that, and the third. And so she is the egomaniac that y'all think Quad is. That like that is the crazy part to me. She is she's the egomaniac that y'all think Quad is. And I just honestly agree. I would not be able to be friends with Heavenly after this because I think the the uh the the notoriety on social media is very addictive for Heavenly. Because she has quite literally built the platform off of telling her friends business. Mm-hmm. And she's been flip-flopping and all of this. One minute, quad, not a friend. The next minute, these bitches is just her co-workers and it's just a job and it should be treated as such. I think her, and let's be honest, people gravitating to you on social media is not a sign that you're an amazing person. The internet is the place where people love the fucking villain. So... So that's just one of those those things where, like, I just want to point out Heavenly is not nobody's friend on this show. And I kind of feel like that's that why she didn't want Phaedra on, because there can't be two of those type of personalities on the show. Two, they, two backstabbers. Phaedra and Heavenly kind of cut from the same cloth in how they do things. You know, dab- dibbling and dabbling with production to create, you know, these salacious, dramatic storylines and shit. Ain't that what Phaedra did with the whole candy situation? Yeah, exactly. Call off pulling the strings. <laughs> yep. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break. I hope y'all are having a great time. I'm enjoying our guests. Um, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. We will discuss love and marriage, Huntsville and Bell Collective. We are back, we are back, we are back, and we're going to head over to the land of own to discuss uh, Bell Collective and Love and Marriage Huntsville. Um, I mean, I just, I have to be completely honest. I do not believe anything Letitia or Marie say. Neither do I. I don't. I just, I think they're, they're liars. I think they're conniving. Um, I think they at, very actively wanted to ice Aikisha out of that group because she and Letitia had very similar interests in Ferris Street. And when it didn't work, they turned it on Tambra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they turned it on Tambra. I, I absolutely believe that they sought to ice her out of that group. And when it didn't work, 
you know, they made Tamra the scapegoat and the fact that they're not willing to stand up in it and own it. I wish Tamra or somebody had some receipts or Latrice had some receipts that would make this so perfect. Like if ladies, yeah. if, if y'all listen, if y'all could come up with some receipts by the reunion, we would be so happy to know who's telling the truth. Yeah. Maybe they will do that. Um, how about, so. how about Holland when Marie said them ribs taste like lighter fluid? <laughs> no, That's it's funny because thing. Because most people cannot grill. Most people are not good That's at grilling. True. They think mm-hmm. they are, but they overcook the meat. If you use a charcoal grill, they use too many coals. They use too much lighter fluid. Mm-hmm. They don't They don't start their fire properly. If you use propane, you, you got the gas up too high. Them ribs burnt. The back of them ribs is black, baby. Like, it's just, you know, I I don't know. I I just think they're they're liars, but I do believe them ribs was nasty. JJ don't look like he good on nobody grill. <laughs> <laughs> he don't look like he cut up on nobody's grill. Um, he said, "Got darn, got darn, one more time." Oh my god, I can't take it. I thought that the the pregnancy reveal and the gender reveal was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I am y'all. We didn't drag. Dr. Jackie, but it's one of those things I don't want to drag her. Um, we have said before that she is the queen of nice, nasty. She has come out. She released a statement. She also released a video. I am willing to afford her the grace to self-reflect and do better going forward. Um, you know, she's gotten her lashings and so i'm i'm willing to leave it at that unless some other shit come out um and she be and she fat phobic you know and i hope mm-hmm. she gets the handle on that too um yeah but hopefully everybody get on those Olympics, so ain't nobody gonna be fat pretty soon um <laughs> it was reminded me when we talked about tambra's pregnancy reveal i thought it was really nice I am so glad that this is how you know that Marie and Letitia are typically the problems because they were not there. And as we see, Latrice and so Gucci was like, hey, this is not the time or the place to discuss, you know, why we don't see eye to eye. Let's get together and discuss it privately. That was really uh, good on their part and mature. Yeah, I appreciated that. And also, um, I do not care about... uh, the mom mama being mad first of all i don't know like most people don't know this but pregnancies most most time when miscarriages happen they happen in the first 13 weeks and so a lot of women are very careful about um disclosing their pregnancy early in the pregnancy you take somebody like tambra who is extremely high risk and have fibroids and things like that and I'm sure she was very scared to tell anybody till she was far enough along that if something were to happen, you know, the baby had a, a pretty decent chance of survival, you know? So I do not care. I don't care about how nobody else feel about a woman's uh, willingness to disclose her pregnancy, but her, because that is a personal decision, especially when you are high risk and you were told that you likely would probably never be able to get pregnant that's her business that's her decision yeah i really love that she really protected herself at least from what we've seen so far on on the show uh her pregnancy and not really being around a lot of negativity and stress 
from Letitia and Marie. Yeah. Okay. So I, so Gucci is infatuated with this man's ex-wife. So dentures. Like so goofy. Um, <laughs> I just don't understand. First of all, you y'all have got to stop lying to us, making it seem like you and that woman didn't have no issues until Latrice invited her to her wig launch because don't nobody get physical with nobody that they was just cool with like that unless there's been some beef there mm-hmm. unless y'all been had issues i do not believe you and that woman was on a good foot with each other i do not believe y'all was friends cordial or nothing else so the fact that you keep trying to make this a thing like latrice invited that woman to beat you up i need you to stop it let it go give it to god you then press charges on that woman and every damn thing because because you you got what your hand called for you was being disrespectful and a disrespectful bit back i don't know what you want us to do with that but i know it's not latrice fault i'm so glad latrice is not apologizing for or taking accountability for something that had nothing to do with her she been friends with selena she continues to be friends with selena she don't condone y'all doing all of that but you were very disrespectful and you wasn't ready for what the disrespect might give back and she's still doubling down on it on social media yeah i don't i don't know what she wants us to say i just don't i don't think this is on latrice i don't think latrice wanted it to happen this way why would i want two women fighting at my goddamn wig launch yes i'm trying to make some money some money god darn it (laughs) (laughs) god darn I'm trying to make some money. Why? What do I benefit from y'all fighting at my wig launch? Ain't nobody trying to buy no wigs. They trying to see who wig got snatched off. <laughs> JJ must be a phenomenal man to have pulled somebody like Selena and had three kids for her. What is there an age gap between him and Selena? I think so. Gucci is it older than Selena. Hmm. Or she look older. <laughs> might be both. This is... <laughs> But what is JJ doing in the bedroom that he could pull them type of women while having them two thin ass ponytails? That's the real question. Because he should nobody be fucking him until he get a haircut. (laughs) He got a head full of baby hair. Hair just thin as the wind. He got a placenta perm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, other than that, I don't think very much um, happened on this episode. And I'm not upset because I do appreciate Tambra's story this season, letting mm-hmm. people in to how um, how how difficult it could be to navigate pregnancy when you have reproductive complications and being a woman over forty and the things like that. So while I I do you know typically like the drama, um, I was okay with it being like a less dramatic episode because. We do get to see some of Tamra's pregnancy now. And she's not hiding it behind fur coats and sweatshirts and fedoras and shit like that. So, yeah. Y'all want to talk love and marriage? Huh? It was a solid episode. I would agree. Y'all want to talk love and marriage? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't, I don't have nothing for Kiki. She should not be there. She should not be there and production should have made her leave there's no reason for her to be there that quite literally majority of the house is siding with marceau and tisha why would you even want to be there and if you 
can't come to me and have a conversation with me when these cameras are not rolling after you threw a drink in my face, there's no reason for you to try to do it while the cameras is rolling. Mm -hmm. yeah. This about a check. You want to check. And if you wanted to check and you wanted to be in the fold and you wanted more screen time in this season, you shouldn't have thrown that drink in that lady face. Nope. Yeah, because Kiki has not had any storyline that wasn't attached to Tisha and Marcel. She has not. And, and what's the it, husband? He ain't never around for anything. For anything. I think if I could be honest, he probably is so happy to get a break from her <laughs> and anything related to her addiction that when she in front of that camera and them cameras rolling, he probably be somewhere having a goddamn drink and a blunt because he can't smoke while she around. You don't never know what a trigger. You an asshole for that cameras. I you had know what? But true. It's true though. But still. I just, you know, I and when they wanted her to leave, she got really weird and indignant. And then she probably would have scared me. I'm not going nowhere. Why would you want to be somewhere where you're not wanted? Why did Nell invite that lady? Because she that, her messy. She messy. And and well, we can no, admit it. And I don't like nobody that's messy and then can't stand in it to the very end. Because if you knew this was gonna be mess, you just let it be mess. Yeah. Don't come and with no fake apologies or nothing. Yeah. And and also I want sometimes I could see why Marceau and them don't let up on mail because you may not have had the final say in Kiki coming on this trip, but you damn sure helped facilitate it. Thank mm -hmm. you. She did. She sure did. You helped and facilitate production. it. So to see you and Tisha face talking about, I didn't have no decision in that. I didn't know she was coming. I didn't. You you sent that woman to nail and asked her to basically ask if she could be a part of this trip. Pretty much. Yeah, that's the quiet part that nobody said. And then you know it's going to come up again at the reunion. I, and I hope it does. And I hope she's held accountable because Nobody that's not trying to facilitate mess thought it would be a good idea for this woman to come on this trip. Are her literally no one in a good place? Are Mel and Tisha in a good place? Yeah, which is why we saw Mel scrambling to tell Tisha she didn't know that Kiki was coming and she didn't have no say in her coming. And and Tisha talking about, I'm so thank you for saying that. It, I'm glad we moving forward and we on the right page and this, that, and the third. Because well, I be was hurt. Yeah, that's dead now. Mm -hmm. oh, that's it has dead to be now. hard to squash beef with people you on a reality show with. Because I can completely see how you squash it in the moment or maybe a little while after. And then you watching the playback with the confessionals. And then you mad all over again. Yeah, I couldn't do reality TV. If somebody could come to me right now and say, hey, we starting a reality TV show about re people who podcast about reality TV. No, I'm not doing it. I got to stay behind the camera. I'm not meant to be in front of it because there's no way I wouldn't be at your door asking you to say that shit now after I watch an episode. I'm gonna be trying, exactly. Because they are so shady in them confessionals and when the camera is rolling and the shit that you don't see that they do everything behind each other's backs the mm -hmm. and again like 
I understand. For, well, first of all, I don't think anybody wants Kiki and Tisha to reconcile because they care about their family and family dynamic. They right. know that those women are not in a place where they can reconcile and be on the same page. They are inviting Kiki around purely to cause chaos. That's been her her function since coming on the show. Yep. She's been a she, tool of chaos and confusion. Yep. And so, like you said, Adrian, that's my issue with both Nell and Mel, is that y'all are acting so, I never thought it would come to this. I wasn't trying to hurt... I didn't know. I don't. I'm so sorry. Y'all knew. Y'all knew exactly what y'all was doing. And I think it's mighty audacious of Mel considering she don't even want to be in the same room with Martel. Please don't even say our names together. Don't sit. Don't put us in a room close to each other. Don't do this. Don't group us together. Don't do that. You don't even want to be in the same room with this man. Why do you think that Tisha would want to be in the same room with somebody who threw a drink in her fucking face and wanted to fight her? Tisha ain't no scrapper. They crazy as hell. And speaking mm -hmm. of crazy, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly believe that Martel continues to bring up the things about his and Mel's marriage because he doesn't have anything else going on. So he needs this show and needs this check. Absolutely, mm -hmm. positively. Yeah, yeah. On the nose. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna diagnose anybody, but something wrong with that man. Cause he just needs <laughs> he's a little slow, a little slow. He, he needs to be right about kids. I don't even think it's about the check for the show. He just needs to be right about this, and for everybody to know embarrassing, possibly embarrassing, intimate details of Mel's life because we know his. Yep. And he I, I did think, all that. They laid out the timeline, and it still don't change shit for me. It don't change a motherfucking thing. For and me. I need Timmy to her pick me as back. Oh, she's so disappointing. The more we get to know about Kimmy, the more I'm with Kiowa, and that relationship <laughs> didn't start as fresh as they like. That really is where I am with it. Mm -hmm. She was a side hoe. Because she was, am I wrong? Was she dating Maurice before his divorce was final? Yes. She claims that she was not. She claims that they knew of each other and they had spoken, but they were not dating and it was not romantic. However, she also tells a story about taking Jalen to the barbershop for Maurice to cut his hair when he was a kid. Oh, Oh, bitch, I see you. Single mom to single mom. You knew he was married and you was waiting to see when he became available. That's why you still you was bringing your son there. Okay. okay. Yeah. And she jumped in his DMs, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Mm. The desperado if, of Baltimore. If, if Mel, if financially, if Mel was down and out the way that Martel is, I don't think he would constantly be going the extra mile to embarrass her. This is his attempt at embarrassing her because Mel does have more stable financial footing than he does. She's not living pillar to post. She has solidified business ventures. She is able to turn a buck no matter what she does. She has the skincare line. She has the hair care line. She has the God said go line. She has the music stuff. She now has the TV network. Uh, she's been in a few, you know, two B-ish like movies and things <laughs> like that. And she's singing and so on and so forth. 
One thing about Melody Sheree Rogers is that she knows how to get to a check. And so I believe that Martell painting her as an adulteress and a cheating ass wife, he thinks that that will tarnish her image in people's eyes. Um, But as you said, Adrian, finding out that she moved out and she got her own apartment so she could get her pussy ate in peace. Do not change the fact <laughs> that he cheated first. He had got he got his mistress pregnant multiple times, mm-hmm. one resulting in a baby that is here and now that is not that much goddamn uh, younger than his youngest daughter with male. Mm-hmm. Sugar Mama, with that's her nickname with her little cute self, is not that much older than his son with Ariane. Mm-hmm. and i don't know adrian as our legal uh as our resident legal person if i'm not mistaken right in some states they consider a legal separation when a couple is now living in separate residencies right Mm -hmm. and then you file your divorce paperwork like i know there are some states where you have to file paperwork for for it to be a legal separation and typically kids are involved but in a lot of states it's y'all are legally separated once y'all are living in separate residences and then getting into legal he he knew what it was that mel was not thinking about coming back she has said it so it's like nobody cares Mm-hmm. And I fuck with Stormy. Stormy's like, we don't like, we don't care. You started the cheating. Yeah. Oh, so everything she does. So let me get this straight. After one person cheats, it's fair game for everybody. Yes, Kimmy. Yes, yes. You broke your vows to me. You broke your contract to me. So I get to act a fool. I get to gurgle dick if I want to. Yes. That's what it Hello? means. That's what it means. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what it means and she and this is the part that pissed me off about Kimmy and bitch you know what it means because Maurice left Kiowa and supposedly when he came back and was cheating on Kiowa it was after Kiowa cheated first Mm -hmm. your own fucking husband don't even believe what you believe your own fucking husband has said that there was overlap and that he gets that Kiowa is kind of it was upset because she may have thought that they were working things out. Mm-hmm. This is what he has said. He yes. said that he, he definitely said that. So what that tells me is you were dating a married man. So you should know exactly what Mel's talking about when people are talking about their intention. The crazy and thing is, knowing that that's her reality, she should be a lot more quiet. Because I was going to say, that's why I wish she would shut up because the way she has visceral reactions when she's called a side chick, you mm-hmm. should be quiet. Because my husband's going to start putting that timeline together. Absolutely. Because I already did. Because when she said, I used to, Maurice used to cut Monster's hair, huh? Because, I mean, not Monster, uh, Jalen's hair. Huh? Because Jalen like 24 now. Yeah. So if he was cutting Jalen hair when Jalen was 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. he was a good and fucking married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you knew him because at the time he was living in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So was you taking trips or was when he was coming down to visit Marceau and Tisha, like how was these haircuts happening? You see he moved down there. Before his divorce. Yeah, definitely yeah. some things that people are going to piece together. 
that's why you sometimes you got to be quiet and you can't be a part of no foolishness. I think Doctor Jack is getting that this week. Take stuff to your grave, girl, or just be quiet and stop trying to act like you the you this wise old nearly fifty woman who knows it all when you fucking don't. You don't know it all because you are you. We just saw you have dialogue with your husband about him not throwing you to the wolves about y'all sex life. And I'm so tired of hearing about it. I wanted I want them to leave us alone about that. Kimmy, if you want to suffer through some weak dick, that's by all means, baby. Have it. Do it. Maurice not even attractive at all. Ugh. The only one that's really attractive to me is Chris Fletcher. Chris Fletcher. That mm-hmm. man is so fine. Oh, Dr. Davis. Cousin. But he also soft because Martell wouldn't be yelling in my white face like that. At all. Okay. All of them men is soft because they wouldn't be, he wouldn't be talking to my wife either like that. They're, he they're, These niggas are soft because first of all, let me say this. It's something I agree. Something is like the elevator goes straight to the basement because there is no reason you're sitting up arguing with a bunch of women talking about you should have took my side. You are 40 plus years old talking about you should have took my side when she was talking all that bullshit. That woman ain't never told nothing other than the truth that came out in real time. That cheating shit came out in real time. Mm-hmm. Ariane was all on the internet letting us know she was fucking on you. Mm-hmm. And she had been pregnant by you. Mm-hmm. And she had an abortion because, because you asked her to. Mm-hmm. Mel ain't told us a lot yet about that situation at all. And you talking about well things started changing, and I'm so glad Mel said things. My attitude changed because you're an asshole. You were fucking awful to me. That's why my attitude towards you changed. And I absolutely believe it. The more money they started to make, the the more access and money they had. You throw in this TV show and cameras following him around and. He 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 his head got big. Er. Mm, yeah. His ego got bigger. And he started acting like a fucking doofus. And the re- the reality of it is now you were not shit without Mel backing you. And you he don't knew have that. Sh- that because I was watching like the very first episode. And when you watch back like the first episodes with the knowledge that you have now, you see a lot of the red flags. And his reason for proposing to Mel was because she was so smart and driven. I knew she was going someplace and I wanted to go there with her. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. 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 How do you even graduate from college? I I don't think they ever, they say they went to college. (laughs) I don't think you graduated. I don't don't think he graduated. So no, the, oh, mm. I got to say it. Please don't take it how it's about to come out. They were both <laughs> elementary educators. Yes. So they ha- they had to have graduated from college if they were if they were teachers mm-hmm. and teaching in schools. That's the real crazy part is that this ni- this nigga was allowed to be near anybody's kids. <laughs> That's scary. And his mental capacity is of a kindergartner. Okay, I'm glad they were elementary school because I could see him getting in trouble if he was teaching high school kids. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Okay. Oh my God, Adrian. I'm sorry. What? Oh my. Okay. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But oh my God, Adrian. So inappropriate. I could see him getting himself in trouble with those eighteen. Like I'm not saying anything statutory, like mm-hmm. underage. I'm not saying that. But you, so you can't see him getting caught up with an eighteen year old that's a senior. Yep. Sure yep. Okay. Because Mel, because Mel and Ariana are both are, are they're both younger than him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I could definitely see him. Not anything underage. I'm not going to put that on Martel. But I could definitely see him having a questionable situation with an 18-year-old senior. Mm. 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 Sorry. Wow. Mm. We can't even refute that, though. That's that's the crazy part. (laughs) Mm. 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 I do not disagree at all. Yeah. I do not disagree at all. And I and I do not think them both. First of all, I am happy that we all have a timeline that both he and Mel agree on. And now I just want you to know, you big dumb ball headed motherfucker. It does not change anything. Mm-hmm. You cheated on your wife for more than half of y'all marriage. And it resulted in multiple pregnancies and outside children. I do not care if Mel sucked a gaggle of dicks while y'all were separated. That is her prerogative. You dealt the first blow and continue. And here's the thing. And continue to do it. You Mm -hmm. quite literally begged for your wife back, begged for your family back, got her pregnant again, just to continue cheating with the same woman and getting her pregnant again. So no, I don't, I don't care who dick she was sucking. It should have been more dicks, more scrotums, mm-hmm. more perineums. And it should have been more than that because if she said he ain't never make her orgasm, she should have she never told nobody that. She should have never told. I would have never on my life got on TV and admitted that I had four kids with a nigga who ain't never made me orgasm. I would have never told her so that. I don't know even know if I believe it, but it can be true. I, it probably is true, but even that's sad work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he too neurotic. He he don't look like a good lover to me. He too selfish. Yeah, you I can't can dirty. That. All she want is dirty talk, and you can't dirty talk. Mm. Well, you know he can't really complete a sentence. Talk. Really, yeah, no, he can't I'm, hardly read. <laughs> My Martel can read. <laughs> <laughs> he was teaching the baby. Mm-mm-mm. That's a damn shame. Don't worry, little locomotive. <laughs> yeah i just want to tell y'all I, I i don't know if y'all have ever heard any if y'all have listened to past episodes but y'all have got to know that dennis the menace the movie mm-hmm. is one of my yeah. favorite movies yeah. since i was a fucking kid <laughs> i had the vhs and i used to take that tape with me everywhere i went if i was going to spend a weekend at my grandma's house Dennis the Menace was coming with me. Okay. If I was going to my auntie or my cousin house, Dennis the Menace was coming to me. But if you get a chance, Google the bathtub scene where Dennis is I in the bathtub with the baby, um, and the babysitter's boyfriend is reading him a book. And the way he reads, when he couldn't pronounce enough, and he said, one day you will be big enough. And Dennis <laughs> said, enough, big enough. I fucking hollered because he could not say locomotive. Don't don't you worry, little locomotive. Yeah. Like one day you will be big enough. And so <laughs> why is it a direct hit? It's a direct hit when you Google it. 
<laughs> so that that is absolutely how I think Martel reads with his finger under the words. I think Martel tries to read from um from right from right to <laughs> right. To... You think he dyslexic? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I just I just honestly think he wants to make everything about him because he needs the check. I don't. I do not think he is so caught up, impressed, and angered and upset about mail and things that transpired in their now defunct marriage. But I, I think it gives him a storyline if he can keep people talking about this and try to paint her in a bad light. And it's not working. You mm-hmm. cheated first. You you did the most dirt. And that's all there is to it. And one thing I want to say that y'all have covered in previous episodes is that Martel definitely has to know every man's dirt for them to not check him for screaming on their wives like that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. He, he but he's he's done it twice. He he basically when um in that one reunion where they kept bringing up Ariane in that trip to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When the men were like talking shit, he was like, I don't know why y'all talking. Um, and then Ariane also said it. They was like, y'all had women down there with y'all too. Mm. And that's how, that's how we found out Maurice um, was fucking with the linebacker. Cause Ariane called her linebacker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. he knows a lot of their dirt. Those group, that group of men, minus Courtney, that group of men, they have, gotten together to cheat on their wives on mm-hmm. on multiple occasions and they know to tread lightly or else they're they dirt gonna be out there next yeah no lies told to you because what he said and what was it season one or two that had tisha spiraling for oh the 20 girlfriends yes mm-hmm. yeah i yeah i remember that but I and also i believe male cheating I believe Martel also told Mel a little bit of the men's dirt when he was trying to get back in Mel's good graces and trying to get her back because Mel has alluded to the fact that Marceau cheats quite a bit on Tisha. Mm -hmm. And Miss Wanda has also said that Martel and Marceau was so tight because they was both doing dirt together. I believe Wanda J. Blige. (laughs) And I believe Mel too. And I believe yeah. Martel knows a lot of their dirt as well. So yeah, I, I agree with that one. Uh, yeah, before we get out of here, um, we just want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, y'all may or may not hear us next week before we go into the new year if the shows are light. Um, but I want to I appreciate y'all, John, Jackie. I'm so thankful for y'all. Be sure to go and listen to the John and Jackie podcast and also listen when John has carefully carefree blurred on there. Um, shout out to Brooke who does her thing with everything. Bravo. You get that bag. You get that check. You're doing good work over there on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Blair forever. That girl. We hope to hear you back podcasting in 2024 and then shout out to all the flawless noises family um even people that you don't hear no more y'all it's still gonna be forever family 
We're going to have some new content coming in the new year. So be sure to listen to that. Um, and shout out to Adrian and Jeremy um, for taking time out nearly every Sunday to stop what you're doing, um, watch the shows, record the show. This is a professional hobby, and I'm so very thankful that y'all have treated it like such. And I look forward to, you know, the funny we bring to y'all in the in the new year. And then before we go, I want to give everybody a chance to plug themselves. Um, John, tell us where we could find you. On Twitter. Um, actually, I want to thank Candace. Candace had said yes. something on the show months ago, and I wrote it down, and then I went blank because I've been trying to appeal my Twitter suspension for four and a half years. What Candace said, I used it, got my Twitter back after being gone for four and a half years. So you can follow me on Twitter, the John Effects, uh, the podcast is the John Effect podcast. I'm here most of the time, um, you know, very light, informative, very easy peasy. That's my gist. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anything you want to say before we head out, T? Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at T the gym, T E E the gym. You can follow me if you want on Instagram at underscore T the gym. And I just want to send a special shout out to my grandmother, Jerry. This is her 88th birthday today. Happy birthday, Grams. Happy birthday, granny. Happy birthday. Um, and Adrian, anything you want to say before we head out? No, I don't have nothing. And I usually have something, but I don't have nothing. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everybody. We will see y'all back in the new year. Please be safe, be blessed. Um, you know, don't don't put off uh to don't put off tomorrow what you could do today to get those new year resolutions going. I'm so thankful for everybody and we are out, y'all. Bye.